0: You're listening to episode 160 of the Mad Chatters Podcast, October 18th, 2017.
1: Most everyone's mad here.
2: <laughs>
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. My name's Derek, and joining me, as always, are my fellow Mad Chatters, Matthew.
2: Hey, hey, hey.
0: And Jeremy.
2: I put a spell on you.
0: Okay, before we begin, let's address the elephant in the room. Matt, you sound weird.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> well, I've, I'm, I've been sick. I feel fine, but um, my voice is, you know, affected by all the junk, so. Got it.
0: All right, well, let's kick off this week's episode with the Disney Fix. The
2: Disney Fix.
0: So in this segment, we just kind of bring up something that's been on our minds lately, anything related to Disney that we kind of want to bounce off of each other.
1: Uh, Matt, why don't you get us started? I don't know why these articles always stick out to me because I'm not a business minded person at all or financial or whatever, but I always see these articles that I think they're so interesting talking about the Disney company. And this one is about ESPN and you know, for many that may not know, Disney owns, the Disney company owns ESPN, um, which for people that might be a lot like me, that's the the sports network on your cable television <laughs> program. Um, how long have they owned ESPN? At least since, since the 90s, early 90s, maybe? I'd be interested to know if ESPN started under Disney or if they were bought. I, that doesn't matter. Um, this one is um, it's entitled ESPN's Woes just one reason you should avoid Walt Disney Company D.I.S. stock. And um, it's it really the, the crux of the whole thing is the cord cutting trend that is occurring. Now, this goes for me at least, um, Netflix and Hulu and all the other streaming show and movie services that you can you know buy now. I mean, when you think of um, things like Sling and like we're on direct TV now, now, and so we got rid of the box and everything, and we just have the little Roku thing, which you access the DirecTV Now app, and it's like regular TV. Um, and ESPN is always like, you've got to add it, or you've got to you know add a little special package. And um, with the cord-cutting thing happening, and people are going less with the mainstream cable and satellite um, TV, TV providers, and more and more people are going for, I guess they call it like... Um, um, specialized sports packages like some people just want the NFL stuff and some people just want the basketball stuff and whatever. And not as many people, bottom line is, not as many people are watching ESPN. So I'm wondering why Disney, I guess, is hanging on to ES- ESPN because it's been like two years that I've heard people complaining about ESPN dragging um, the Disney stock down and driving the Disney business down. And I think that Disney's done a few things to try and rescue ESPN, but just nothing's working. And so, is it just something where they can just say, eh, "We're out, you're on your own," or <laughs> they have to sell it to someone, or what? I don't know. I guess I didn't really
0: realize. I mean, I've kind. Now that you say that, it kind of sounds familiar that I've heard that ESPN is not doing, has not been doing as well. But it's so crazy to me because, like you said, there are a billion ESPN channels. So how can that not be like a flourishing business model?
1: I don't know. Disney doesn't seem like the type of company that holds on. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say that holds on to things that don't work too well. Um, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast live on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's more of a package deal. Oh, think? I see. Um, yeah. No, they don't seem like the type that's just gonna hold on to something as um, that's that's costing them. I mean, costing them money. I mean, everything else in the Disney company is going great right now. I mean. Um, movies are, you know, the studios are putting out great movies. Animation's putting out great movies. Um, parks are doing relatively well. And this is like the one like sore spot in the whole thing. And if I were them, I'd just be like, well, we're done. Unless they're just holding out hope that it's going to reverse, which it doesn't seem to be. I'm not a business-minded person at all. Seen, like, every time we do this, I say, hey, if you're a business-minded person, write in what this is all about. But I'm tired of reading about it for two years. Mm. And <laughs> nothing's happening about it. It's depressing. I don't have any I don't have any stock in the Disney company, but when I see these kind of stories it makes me hurt in my heart that Disney's not doing well because of a sports network. <laughs> like, come
2: on. Listen, I've said it for years. They could shut down every major sporting event in the world. And my life would not be affected one iota. Well, your life. But there are people that like sports.
0: My life would be affected because my Sunday night shows would still start on time <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to having to record every show all night just to make sure I get the one I actually want to watch.
1: Yeah, that's the worst.
0: I do know that Disney's streaming service, they're launching two one for like TV shows, movies, cartoon stuff, and then another one for ESPN. I wonder if this is part of their plan to kind of step, I, I don't know, to kind of phase out the TV ESPN and bring it all to this platform
1: that's one of the things i read like a year ago that they were thinking about doing to try to gain some more interest in espn but it's like it's just one of those things that like with this kind of stuff like even the even the streaming thing like we talked about on a recent show even disney's plan to do the streaming movies and television shows and stuff that what's two years out they said yeah it's like and like I think we even talked about on that episode I think I was the one to say it like who's to say that that whole situation is going to be completely different by then so it seems like they're always just coming up with a solution for this kind of stuff like too late it's like if it's done it's done but I'm again I didn't go to no business school or nothing
0: so I don't know <laughs> I don't know I guess I'll keep my eyes on ESPN except I won't keep my eyes I will read I will read about ESPN yeah there watch. You go. there you go uh, for my Disney fix, I wanted to talk about these Mickey Mouse shorts which I had never in my life seen. I mean, I know they're they're fairly new. I don't know when they started doing these new this new line of shorts, the one that will be incorporated into the grungy looking ones. Grungy, like the Ren and Stimpy look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So these will be incorporated into the runaway railway attraction that will be at Hollywood Studios. But before they announced that I had never seen one of these shorts, didn't even really know what they were. Uh, Well, a friend of mine recently sent me two links to two of them. I didn't realize that A, all of them are on YouTube. And B, they're all like four minutes or less. Which I should have realized because they're called shorts. But for some reason I thought these, these were like 30 minute type sitcom things. I don't know. They're not. So I watched them both. (laughs) And the animation is exactly what I expected. Very Ren and Stimpy-like. And the humor, almost, is what I expected, too. Also kind of Ren and Stimpy-like, but obviously there's no vulgarity or, like, innuendos or anything. There's none of that. But it it is kind of adult humor that, honestly, I kind of like. I don't know how I feel about this type of humor being tied in with classic Mickey and Minnie and other Disney characters... But I have to say, the two shorts I watched were genuinely funny. Like, the first one he sent me is called Wish Upon a Coin. And Mickey and Minnie are throwing coins in a wishing well. And just as Mickey does, he, they realize that Pete is at the bottom of the well, just like stealing all the money from people, and now he has enough to like run away. And as they're walking down the stairs, you, you see Snow White cleaning up the stairs, and she's singing, I'm wishing, I'm wishing. And as Mickey and Minnie run down the stairs, Mickey kicks the bucket and it just like sloshes water all over Snow White. And she instantly stops singing and kind of looks at the camera like, seriously. And it's just that kind of adult humor that honestly, the whole thing, I thought was pretty funny. So I don't, I guess I just don't know why more people aren't talking about these.
1: I like them too. The animation did throw me off a little bit at first. Like, whoa, my Goofy looks like a homeless child molester. But (laughs) other than that... And he's not wearing pants, is he? <laughs> okay, I had, he he wasn't in
0: either of the ones I watched. Oh well, they have a number of them. You said two, right? I only watched two.
1: Okay, yeah, they're pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah, because at the at the end of this one, they uh, all their wishes come true because it you know everything turns out okay and they get their wishes and all seven dwarfs like sprout a full fred- a full head of hair, which is kind of funny. Um, but then the second I, second one I watched is one we tweeted about. It's called Nature's Wonderland. And it is straight up just a nod to all things Frontierland opening day at Disneyland. They pulled out a map to Mine Train through Nature's Wonderland. Walt's face was in the bottom corner. They have the map of Rainbow Caverns, which is an extinct attraction. Mickey even looks at the mountain, which is clearly Big Thunder Mountain. And says, that's funny, the map says they're supposed to be right here, but somebody put a big thunder and mountain on top of them. Which is exactly what happened to Rainbow Caverns. Um, You see a goat chewing dynamite at one point. Uh, They're The balancing rocks, which used to be part of Big Thunder Ranch and Mine Train and all that back at Disneyland. It's just like, every fanboy had to be going crazy watching this film. Me included. Because it was direct nods. And I wonder if I watched the other cartoons... How many Parks nods I would catch. So anyway, that—that's. I guess that's a short review, but it's my way of saying I'm gonna dive into these more now. I think, and depending on how many there are, I might just start at the beginning and watch them all. But who knew?
2: Who knew? Indeed.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that.
2: this. Is my transition for you. Uh, my Disney fix uh, is from. Uh, October the 13th it was posted Um, this was on the Disney Parks blog and I wanted to get your guys's feedback on it headline dogs welcome at select Walt Disney World hotels starting October the 15th so October the 15th is Sunday Sunday the 15th so as you listen to this most likely the previous Sunday Uh, This is, again, straight from the Disney Parks blog. We have exciting news for Disney Parks fans who are also dog lovers. Beginning this Sunday, October 15th, for the first time ever, the Walt Disney World Resort will welcome guests and their dogs to four of its resort properties. As part of this new dog-friendly pilot program, four Walt Disney World Resort hotels have been designated dog-friendly. Each property's per night, per room pet rate, pet cleaning rate is as following. The Art of Animations Resort, $50 a night. Disney's Port Orleans Riverside, $50 a night. Uh, Yacht Club, $75 a night. And Cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort, $50 a night. A maximum of two dogs per guest room can be accommodated. Each guest room will have easy access to outdoor pet walkways for exercise and green spaces with pet relief areas. We will also designate certain floors or sections of the hotel as dog friendly, while the majority of areas will remain canine free to accommodate guests with allergies or other concerns. Uh, Dog lovers will also find plenty of dog amenities and special touches for their four-legged friends at check-in pluto's welcome kit includes a mat bowls a pet id tag courtesy plastic disposable bags puppy pads and dog walking maps also included a pluto do not disturb door hanger indicating to the hotel staff that the pet is in the room uh, Disney also enjoys a partnership with Best Friends Pet Care, an on-property full-service facility that can provide assistance with pet daycare and other pet services. Fees do apply for that. Pet merchandise is coming soon to participating resorts. And while there is no in-ser- in-room services available at this time, Best Friends Pet Care does provide services like Doggy daycare, at its nearby facility on a distant property, which, why they put that in there twice, I have no idea. But dogs that are allowed to stay in guest rooms will be expected to be well-behaved, leashed in public resort areas, and properly vaccinated. So, <laughs> dogs good. are now uh, allowed on uh, it Just dogs. No other uh, pet type was mentioned, so no cats, no lizards, no Sounds gerbils. very
1: discriminatory to me.
2: That's what I'm saying. Now, I mentioned earlier already that I'm not a big sports person. Um, I like animals. Personally, don't like them in my house, so I'm not really a pet person. But we, I, I understand that the, there is a large population of pet owners in the United States, and I don't just you know I don't think that's wrong per se. Uh, but would you take your pet with you on vacation? It just seems like to me, it just seems like an added responsibility that I wouldn't want to have when I'm trying to get away from my daily responsibility.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. I also hear from people that when they do go on trips, it's such a hassle trying to find something to do with their pet. So I see both sides of the argument. But I got to say, all I heard was like the aftermath of this. Like People kept tweeting how controversial this news was. Man, people are all up in arms about it. What you just read doesn't sound all that crazy to me.
1: No, well, it's not I, crazy. It's 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 um, surprising.
0: Yeah, and uh, even I even like the fact that they have designated areas because I I I would be kind of mad if I was in a room right next to someone with a dog who couldn't keep his mouth shut all night. You know,
2: I can understand the frustration, like you said, that if if I you know, was in a resort and there were a lot of dogs in the area that were barking or whatever, that could be a frustration. But on the other hand, there's already a lot of people that take their pets with them on trips and they are designated as service animals or emotional support animals or whatever, and so they take them on flights and those kind of things. So there already is a large animal presence, I think, already at the resort. This is just for your, you know, average guest who still wants to bring their dog, I guess. But again, I I just don't see most people doing that. Because when I go to Walt Disney World, your dog's going to have to stay in the the hotel all day. Um, That's not the most comfortable situation for the dog. Then you're going to have to think about I'm going to have to go back and let them out. I'm going to have to go back and feed them and those kind of things. So if you don't want to do that, then you got to put them in the little doggy daycare, which is on property. And that costs money. Um, I'm trying to remember. I took my grandparents to Walt Disney world in 2000. And I want to say it was 10 or 11. And they were snowbirds in um, South Florida. And they came up. And so they had their dog with them. And we checked uh, her in into the doggy kennel area. It was back when it was the old doggy kennel that's now the lost and found. I wanna say it was like 40 or $50 for the day of them, of, of, of her in there. Now that included, you know, some food. I think they bought her an extra little snack or whatever. And there were certain three or four times they took her out into the yard to, you know, do her business and that kind of thing. So, it, it, you know, it was a complete package, but you know, it, it's still an added cost.
0: The thing that struck me is funny Why are dogs at the yacht club more expensive to clean up after (laughs) than the other resorts?
2: (laughs) It's nicer carpet. (laughs) Oh, maybe. If you, I do want to hear from people if you take your dog to a Walt Disney World property, just let me know how it is.
0: Yeah. Well, before we move on, I do want to announce that we have five listeners who um, won, I guess, our random drawing. For the epcot's 35th anniversary map so i'm gonna send those out this week so i just briefly want to not only mention their names but let you know whether or not they saw shipwrecked because this is important very yeah okay katie from new jersey says i am not a shipwrecked fan lol sorry jeremy i never saw it boo katie but congrats katie for winning a map also winning a map was david from indiana he said don't know that I've ever seen Shipwrecked. Jana from Georgia, she said about Shipwrecked, No, Jeremy, I've never watched it or heard of it.
2: Jeez, you people. <laughs> what are you doing with your lives? <laughs> Probably playing with a dog or watching sports. <laughs> Taking their dog on vacation. <laughs> No, that's everyone's homework, is to watch Shipwrecked. Take your map and enjoy your map, but then watch Shipwrecked. Let's let's see how many
1: more people didn't watch it.
0: Okay, okay. (laughs) Fourthly, Christian from Alabama said, Yes, I like Shipwrecked. Oh! Uh, That's right. And finally, Kelly from Illinois said, My favorite, Figment. I just love him. (laughs) She didn't say anything about Shipwrecked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she answered our
1: Epcot questions so.
2: Alright, well One out of uh, 20% of our listeners Have good taste, so that's what I've just learned were
1: we, in, our, in, our, in our poll Our survey <laughs> um, Were we talking about that Like in proximity To the
2: map <laughs> no. thing How did they get
1: married like that Like, No,
2: they, just, they did remember threw it in there. The day that we we announced we were getting out the map I made the comment, tell us if you watch Shipwreck That'll, you know oh,
1: Okay, okay
2: so but literally everybody did
1: (laughs) yeah
0: i mean there were maybe two people who did not even reference shipwrecked
2: yeah because you were the one that made the big deal about don't just send us your name and address you better say something
1: (laughs) i said say something nice about the podcast
2: yeah uh yeah all right well you know shipwrecked is out there it's a deep cut you won't be disappointed bring the kids wake the neighbors they'll enjoy it too for another Mad Chatter game! And here's your Mad Chatter host, Mad Chatter Derek!
0: Thank you, Steve. Always appreciate the introduction. Uh, on this week's game, we have a special treat. We have Chatters, Jeremy and Matt. But also playing with us are listeners of the show and friends of the show, Chris and Sarah. Hey, guys.
2: Hey! Hey!
0: Well, we're really excited to have you. Uh, So I feel like I should tell the story of why you guys are on, not only because you support the show and we, we love having guests on, but also because back on episode 150, we had a contest. We said, listeners, ride in, and you can come play a game with us. And we had Tate and Katie, who were wonderful, had a lot of fun with them. But actually, we drew your names first. You guys are a married couple, and you informed us that, sadly, you... well. Happily for you, sadly for us, you were at Walt Disney World at the time, and it was just going to be too much trouble to try to record. So we promised that in the future we would bring you back for one of our other games instead. So welcome. We are glad to have you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. We're glad to be here. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think these are OG listeners as well. They've been around since, since episode one, Correct. Pretty close.
0: Pretty close.
2: Pretty close. All right. That's what I like. Three years and counting. So thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, we're just
1: super Disney fanatics. And we just like to visit the parks when we can. Chris had never been before we got married. And now he's been six times. So I'm a really bad influence. And (laughs) we uh, sort of are amateurs at podcasting and a blog. But when we have time, we, we share our Disney love when we can. And
0: yeah. That's cool. And you're from Kentucky, correct?
1: Uh, well, yes, I we, am.
0: Yeah, we are. Uh, we just moved to Ohio, though. So.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Are you, did you get your vaccinations? <laughs> yeah. Picked up our passport. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's get this game started. Today's game is called What's My Line? And what I'm gonna do is play some sound bites for you from Disney attractions. And then uh, it will stop at some point, and you are going to have to give me the line that comes next. Now, that's kind of a hard game. So I've made it multiple choice. But what's gonna happen is I'm gonna kind of let it sit for a little bit. If you can tell me the line that's reasonably close without any prompts, you'll get three points, okay? If you don't get it, I will happily read you four choices. If you get it, then you'll get two points. If you miss it, but the other team gets it, then they will get one point. Does that make sense?
2: Yes. Lord. We got this, Matt. We we have good memories.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so Jeremy and Matt will be on the team, and they'll be competing against newbies Chris and Sarah. So Chris and Sarah, since you are our guests, would you like to go first or second? Go first. All right, here's your first soundbite.
2: Wait a minute, I love that idea. How about some backstage passes? Oh, oh. Yeah, come on, come on. Make it happen, give me some. Okay, 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 Okay. I'll make it happen. Now get out of here. I hate you all. Something like that. (laughs) And she did the impression too, that was (laughs) good.
0: (laughs) Oh, you know. (laughs) I was a theater nerd in high school, guys. (laughs) Well, it paid off because I hate you all is the correct answer yes well done (laughs) it's i hate all of you but i'm not yeah close enough it's yeah it's too it's at my discretion for the rest of these so (laughs) we'll take it yeah we'll take your mercy
2: (laughs) okay okay i'll make it happen now get out of here i hate all of you have a nice ride
0: matt and jeremy here is yours hollywood
2: 1939 Amid the glitz and the glitter of a bustling young movie town at the height of its golden age, the Hollywood Tower Hotel was a star in its own right.
1: Oh, good lord.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so is it like, and that's where our story picks up or something like that? No. No, okay. Do you want to take the multiple choice (laughs) options?
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, I do. All right. We lose points for this? You can still get two points. Okay.
0: Honestly, I didn't think anyone would guess any of these before multiple choice. Like, that first one was awesome and crazy. That so.
1: one just blends in. This one's like a separate thought. Like, it's like, stop, next thing. I feel like there's New space that, that goes between... Okay, go ahead. Okay. Is it...
0: A. A beacon for the show business elite. B. The romance of Hollywood on full display. C. The... Uh-huh. A showcase of Tinsel Town's rich and famous.
1: Or I'm gonna go
2: with A Beacon Towns. It's a beacon. Yeah. See, I thought beacon. the
1: other two. I thought the other two would be like in it, but that it was not even in it. So yeah, A.
2: The Hollywood Tower Hotel was a star in its own right, a beacon for the show business elite. Yay! Yeah. All right. Two points for us. Yeah.
0: All right. Three to two. Chris and Sarah, here you go. Ooh, good shot. Did you see that? Dad, Grandma's up to 550 points. Did you say 550? Hey, she's getting the hang of that thing. Five, five,
2: zero. I can't believe all the new gadgets they've got now. You know, in my day... Oh, the- no. You're not going to tell us about the old days when you
0: didn't
1: even have a... <laughs> oh, car phone. A phone in your car. Something that... Phone in your car? <laughs> well, a car phone. It's something with car phone
0: you am pretty confident about it
1: <laughs> i mean i'm pretty confident about it and go for it okay i'm gonna yeah car phone
2: you're not going to tell us about the old days when you didn't even have a car phone hey trish for a while we didn't even have a house phone not to
0: mention laser discs once again guessed it on the first try way to go mm. Cool. Mm.
1: Since our Twitter
0: is just a dream away, we better get carousel progress, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Just a dream away blog, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You should know that. Um, And you did. So the score is six to two. All right. Matt and Jeremy, here you go. Nothing is more wonderful than the imagination. For in a moment, you can experience a beautiful fantasy or an exciting adventure.
1: But beware. Beware. Nothing is more that – I'm tossing this out to Jeremy.
2: I'm Nothing
1: okay. is more powerful than the imagination.
2: That's what I was thinking. Yes. Let's go with that.
1: Well done.
0: But beware. Nothing is more powerful than the imagination.
1: Do I get extra points for the inflection being in the <laughs> I was going to say, you, <laughs> nailed yeah. you
0: nailed it. nailed <laughs> it. Good job. Okay, the score is now 6-5, to five, and we're back to Chris and Sarah.
1: There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts.
2: <laughs> they have selected you to fill our quota.
1: No. I'm gonna have multiple choice.
0: <laughs> I don't even know, yeah.
1: I should know, but I don't. Let's have some multiple choice.
0: Alright. A. And they'll haunt you until you return. B, and they're simply dying to follow you home. C, won't you join us? Or D, and I'm afraid they're quite persistent.
1: Oh, God. I was really sure it was B. Because I remember it had something to do with following you home. But is that later?
0: There's something about following you home. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. We have a (laughs) screaming baby (laughs) upstairs. What? I had no idea. (laughs) <laughs> she's with a babysitter though it's not like yeah, we are like, no. up there alone uh, yeah she'll be fine that's right yeah. that's right do
1: you want to say b let's go with it yeah let's go with our gut and we'll say b
0: b and they're simply dying to follow you home i'm sorry that's incorrect
2: oh mm.
0: all right matt and jeremy for the deal do you want to hear the choices again
2: we'll just go with a they have selected you
1: to fill our quota And they'll haunt you until you return
0: A, and they'll haunt you until you return That is correct
1: So we get like two points or one?
0: One So the score is six to six And now we're back to Matt and Jeremy
2: Intruders must be terminated No exceptions <laughs> oh shoot I need more ammo I'll be back oh is, is everybody alright up there oh is it something like sorry about that sir or something like that
1: I don't know I'm gonna hear the multiple choice
2: yeah let's see multiple
1: choice okay. A.
0: looks like he got you good sir hmm. B. sorry about him he doesn't like strangers C. I hope that none of you are allergic to acid. Uh D. Well, no one said being a bug was easy.
1: I'm feeling C.
2: It's either A or C. I, I feel like he said something about sir, though, right there. I don't. Uh, let's go with your gut, even though I feel like there's something about sir, but go ahead with yours.
1: I feel really bad if we don't get it. <laughs> I, even if he says sir, it's not he got you good. Okay, then see. Say it is.
0: Okay, let's find out. Oh, is, is everybody alright up there? Oh. I hope that none of you
2: are allergic to acid. Ah, oh okay. my. Alright. Good good job, Matt. C <laughs> is
0: correct, which means the score is now eight for Matt and Jeremy and six for Chris and Sarah. Okay. Back to Chris and Sarah. Ooh. <laughs> well, what is that? Hey, come in! See it's my new remote control Banana cream pie. Yeah.
2: Hey, 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 Kermit, watch this. What? Uh (coughs) Fozzie, that's terrible.
1: Oh man, Uh that's this is so tragic because that's my favorite part. And Kermit says that's terrible. Something. I mean, Fozzie comments on how it tastes after that i
0: don't know okay is it a i agree way too runny b yeah (laughs) (laughs) matt (laughs) i didn't do anything oh jeremy
2: i'm just picturing fozzy saying that but go ahead she knows that's not right
0: (laughs) b yeah not enough whipped cream c i should have gone with the chocolate Or D, you're right, needs more sugar.
1: Yeah, D. It's definitely D. (laughs) Mm.
2: Ozzy, that's terrible. You're right, needs more sugar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is correct, which brings the score to 8 to 8. Boom. Well done. All right, Matt and Jeremy.
2: Much of our learning is destroyed, lost forever. Or so we think. It turns out there are copies of some of these books in the libraries of the Middle East, being watched over by Arab and Jewish scholars.
1: Oh. Like, it's like if you were to stop it where I feel like it should have stopped, that would have been, like, being watched over by Arab and Jewish scholars.
0: (laughs) Nope.
2: Something about the Library of Alexandria, didn't she say that?
1: Well, something like that, yeah. I think we need the multiple choice.
2: Yeah, let's multiple choice it. Okay, A.
1: These men
0: literally saved history. B. Thanks to these discoveries, civilization rises from the ashes once again. C. Call it the first backup system. Uh huh. D. Just like that, human advancement is back on track.
1: No, I G, think it's wouldn't say any of those
2: things. It's <laughs> C. <laughs> C. The first backup system. Yeah
0: being watched over by arab and jewish scholars call it the first backup system that is correct so the score now is 10 to 8. all right chris and sarah here is yours
2: well i just hope you enjoyed your tour of my canada but there's nothing like the real thing
1: so just walk outside the theater hook a left toward that big silver ball and keep walking due north you can't miss it
2: Oh, come on. That is too easy.
1: (laughs) Not everybody just sits in the theater for like three or four shows in a row, Jeremy.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, (laughs) I was just, that's mind games. I was was getting in their head. mm. Uh, I have to hear the multiple choice. It's been a while since, since we watched it to our
1: discredit.
0: All right, here we go. A, and trust me, you wouldn't want to. B, And tell Celine Dion I said hello. C, you don't even need a fast pass. Or D, just tell them Marty sent you.
2: Oh, yeah. It's D. D.
1: So just walk outside the theater, hook a left toward that big silver ball, and keep walking due
2: north. You can't miss it. Just tell them Marty sent you. Ah, Tell them Marty sent you. Yeah. It was easy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. 10 to 10. Matt and Jeremy.
1: Strike your colors, you bloomin' cockroaches. Surrender, Captain Jack Sparrow. Or so help me, I'll burn your... Riches. (laughs) No, it's like burn your village to the ground or burn your town to the ground. I'd be uncomfortable just going with that. So,
2: We'll take our multiple choice options then.
1: Yeah, let's do that, just to be safe. Okay, just to be clear,
0: you can guess, and if it's wrong, then I'll give you the multiple choice.
1: Okay, I'm gonna do that. Okay. Or so help me, we'll burn your village to the ground. I'm
0: gonna give it to you because that's crazy. It's Or By Thunder, we'll burn the city to the ground.
1: Surrender, Or by thunder we'll burn the city to the ground. By by thunder, yeah, by thunder. Wow,
0: (laughs) well done. Good job, Matthew. All right, 13 to 10.
2: Barbosa is your Martin Short. I just Mm -hmm. realized that.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here we go.
1: Styracosaurus.
0: Not
2: our dino.
1: Warning, meteor shower in range. Something about plenty of time, isn't it? I'm going to have to do the multiple choice because, again, I haven't written this in a little while.
0: Yeah. And these do get harder, I like to think. So, I mean, they're already getting harder is what I meant by that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely.
0: A, just a little one. B, we'll be long gone by then. C, computer, just get us through this. D, that's hardly a shower either A or B, isn't it? I feel like both are actually from the script. It's
1: just, I'm not sure which one comes in.
2: I'll lean towards A, but I don't
1: know. Yeah, let's go with A. I don't know, but I'm going to go with A.
0: <laughs> that is correct. Warning, meteor shower in range. Just little one. Okay. So now the score is 13, Matt and Jeremy. 12, Chris and Sarah. All right, Matt and Jeremy, we're back to you.
1: And so, as you can plainly see, imagination works the best when it's set free. You said it, Duck. Oh. Imagination is a blast.
2: Let's just go with it. Let's try it.
1: Yeah. Holy cow.
2: I don't, <laughs> even get it
0: I don't even get to read my choices, dang it. <laughs>
2: You said
0: it, Doc. Imagination is a blast. Man. Okay. So 16 to 12. Back to Chris and Sarah. Well done, you guys. Wait! Wait!
2: Auto, dito. I am not programmed to fly these things. Now, just turn us around this instant. <laughs> oh
1: man. I'm the a sweater, and I do not, I can't think of what it is.
0: Choice, please. Yep, <laughs> yep, okay. A, before we get into trouble. B, or we'll both be deactivated. C, and let's get out of here. D, this is madness. Oh, I'm going between B or D. <laughs> okay, we'll go with B. B is incorrect. Matt and Jeremy, would you like to hear it again, or do you know?
1: What are the choices?
0: A, before we get into trouble. C, and let's get out of here. D, this is madness.
1: I think it's D. D.
2: I was going with D as well, because I feel like the other choices are a little too generic.
1: I appreciate that um, evaluation. (laughs) All right, let's find out
2: now just turn us around this instant before we get into trouble
0: oh it was a oh which means it's still 16 to 12.
1: (laughs) wow that was kind of hard yeah i can't hear c-3po saying before we get into trouble
0: and yet we just (laughs) did (laughs) okay final question to you matt and jeremy his own corn job Now I mean that bear can blow. He also plays
1: the washboard. Oh. This is us? Yes. With a handle on the hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Get a handle on your hoe. <laughs> with a handle of a hoe.
0: <laughs> Very good. With the handle of a hoe.
2: He also plays the washboard with a handle of a hoe. The handle on his hoe. Oh my gosh. I didn't, I didn't say
1: really his
2: hoe. That. I said handle on the hoe. <laughs> oh man, you guys, I thought
0: such good answers for that. It'll make you tap your toe when he wants to take things slow, so be ready for a show. And I thought with the handle of a hoe was the dumbest one.
2: When he's snorting all his blow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well done. I'm super impressed. The final score. Chris and Sarah, you put up a great effort, got twelve points. But the winners were the Mad Chatters, Matt and Jeremy, with nineteen.
2: You come to the you come to the Mad Chatter home turf, you know, that's what you expect. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and no one's ever coming back again.
2: <laughs> um, do you wanna say what your Twitter name is and if people want to follow you all in your Disney adventures? Okay.
1: Sure. It is just a dream
0: away one. But yeah, go follow them online, they're a lot of fun.
2: Well, after this defeat, it should be just a dream away, too. But that's all oh, right. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Boo. Just kidding. Take us out, Steve. Congratulations, Matthew and Jeremy. You have won this mad cheddar game. Join us next time. Same mad. Mad Cheddar Podcast. Say Mad Cheddar fun.
0: On this week's show, we're doing one of our favorite segments a Mad Q Party. The Q in Mad Q Party stands for question, and we've got 10. Hypothetical, fun, Disney-related questions we are going to ask and answer in a roundtable style. So I will kick things off with the first question, which says this. What is something at another amusement park you'd actually like to see come to Walt Disney World in some form? Jeremy.
2: Uh, I have two answers to this. um, Because one, I feel like I've sort of said in the past... But I wanted to say it again anyways. Um, And that is, I would love to see Poseidon's Fury from Uh. Islands of Adventure come to... You know, I think it would work good in, like, Animal Kingdom. Kind of in that, uh, maybe an offshoot of... uh, No, I guess not Avatar Land would not be a good offshoot for that. But somewhere in Walt Disney World it would work. But um, maybe maybe in uh, Hollywood Studios now since it's kind of a Indiana Jones theme or you're keeping the
1: entire show
2: oh
0: okay because that was going to be my next question what would the story be
2: well I would like to keep the same story but you could make Indiana (laughs) Jones our host what's the host's regular name um
0: I don't care enough to remember Diego I don't know
2: Pat something you know it's interchangeable uh, so that way they have a male or female (laughs) um but Indy could be our host. Yes, I like that. Anyways, um, I just love that hokiness of that whole ride. In fact, um, a couple weeks ago in my normal everyday life, I was just out and about, and I got to talk to somebody about Orlando, and they were big Universal fans. And um, I said something about it. I love Poseidon's Fury, and they geeked out with me over it as well. Mm-hmm. And We were, like, quoting the lines. It was good. Uh, anyway, so I would love that. Uh, something else that I want to see in another amusement park, because this was a very vague question. So that's why I didn't know exactly if we were looking for an attraction or a property. But I would love to be able to see some of the DC characters come to Disney parks as well. Um, specifically Wonder Woman because that's my favorite superhero. But even like I think you know, Disney could do some good things with like Batman and Superman as well. Uh, I know we have Marvel and there's lots of Marvel and, and all that. But could you see Wonder Woman in like a... Well, I mean, obviously an attraction. I would like to see, like, a Wonder Woman, you know, uh, sort of attraction there. But also, like, wouldn't she be good, like, in a show about, like, because you have the Disney princesses and then you have, like, the empowered woman, you know, as well. sounds weird.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm just such a big Marvel fan that my choice would be to finally get all the Marvel from Islands of Adventure and then let Universal have all the DC characters. Because they they could do some fun grown-up stuff with them.
2: Yeah, but I don't think Six Flags is going to be giving that up anytime soon. So Probably not.
0: Um, well, something at Universal, I don't know if they're not giving it up. or if, I don't know what the limits or the rights are on this thing. But I just want something with a kooka arm to come to Walt Disney World. Uh,
1: we have it. What? At the uh, Innoventions. Oh, some of all thrills? Some of all thrills, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does not count.
0: I mean... <laughs> Listen, Forbidden Journey, the story is all over the place, and the screens maybe aren't my favorite, and it needs to be able to fit everyone in it, so it has some problems, but if Disney could get a hold of that technology, like, that is a great attraction, and I love it, and to see one of my favorite stories, one of my favorite Disney stories come to life through that, oh man... I'd be all over that. I want that. A Marvel character could easily have a kooka based attraction. Incredibles. The Incredibles, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, Mine is also from Islands of Adventure, and it's Spider-Man. And I feel like we're going to kind of probably get a little bit of that with the new Star Wars, the, the one attraction, the First Order one. Um, but I feel like Disney could take that. It's already a great attraction. Like, it's... Su- not surprisingly, Universal has their niche, but for Universal, it's really, really, really well done. It's it's my favorite attraction there, yeah. And um, it's very well done. I think even beyond what they've done with um, Forbidden Journey and the Green Goths ride, as great as those are, Spider-Man is just immersive and sensory and all those things you want. Disney, I think, could take that and. Like The Incredibles, or even a Marvel character like Iron Man, um, or something like that, really do, or Spider Man, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. and just and just do a really nice uh, attraction with it. That would be very popular and fun. And those are like that's like screens done well. Like yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. massive and seamlessly combined with the with the sets. I think that would be a great um, a great thing. Maybe that maybe the new Ratatouille ride will be more like that than. Uh, disappointment it was in Paris. Ah, I hate to hear that.
2: Hmm. I have returned, Darkadon. Okay, number two. <laughs> if you were to get a Disney-related tattoo, what and where?
1: I would get a Mickey head around my navel. <laughs> 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 you would not. No, I would not. I would probably go for something simplistic, minimalist um, not like the barcodes because I think that's stupid. Like, who's gonna who's gonna know what that is, unless they ask? And you're like, it's my it's my birthday. Um, I would just I think like 1971, just like
0: oh, on nice. my
1: wrist. First of all, I'll never get a tattoo. But secondly, if I did, that's probably what it would be. Just something understated and like, you know, you'd have to be looking for it and say, hey, what's 1971? Actually, or 1901. You know, 1955. You could pick any of the dates. Any of them. Any of them. <laughs>
2: 1998. That's well, so when the Kingdom opened. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Animal Kingdom. That's on it.
0: <laughs> rocket Rods.
2: <laughs> yeah. Long live Rocket Rods.
0: Yeah. I personally would never get a tattoo either. Um,. Nothing against him, honestly. In fact, I actually kind of like the way they look. I just personally can't imagine myself getting one. But that being said, if I did, I actually think I would want it in a place where you could where you could see it. So I think I would get it either like, I want to say bicep if I had one, but basically my upper arm. Or even like kind of my wrist or somewhere between my elbow and my wrist on my inner arm there. My underarm. Um, underarm's not the right word. My inner arm. What's the word there? Your armpit? No, that's why I think... No, like,
2: just that that meaty part right there below the crook of your elbow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think this was... I thought about this way too much. But I think I would like something really subtle from It's a Small World. Like, maybe the clock face. The little circular face that's on the clock. Or just maybe, like, some generic Mary Blair design that's clearly from It's a Small World. Um, even those numbers, you know, the the numbers that are below the clock head that represent kind of the time, like there's a giant five and then kind of a smaller seven and they're all... Something like that, to where if you looked at it, it wasn't obviously Disney, but people who knew it's a small world would know it. And yeah. partly because I really like Mary Blair, but also because I think that's, it's just a classic Disney attraction. Walt had his hands on it, and it it's just a message that kind of extends beyond the world of Disney about... Um, A smile means friendship to everyone. It's a small world, after all, all that kind of stuff. So,
1: this would be your tattoo?
0: Yeah, well, it would because that means a lot to me. I I would like that.
2: I actually am inspired by what you're saying. I think I'm going to get the five legged goat from the Mary Blair uh, Contemporary Resort uh, mural on my lower back. On my yes, on my 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 tramp stamp there. yeah, no, my, uh, I do like that five-legged goat, though. That would be a fun tattoo and a good conversation starter. Maybe Absolutely. I'll do that. Absolutely,
0: for everyone who sees your lower back.
2: It's <laughs> a lot more people than what you think. <laughs> oh, <nice>. uh, but <laughs> um, the, uh, my tattoos, I'm, I'm going to get these eventually here. Uh, and one of them is, I, I'm same place that like Derek mentioned, that kind of like right below the crook of your elbow, right there on your forearm. Um, forearm? Thank you. <laughs> that's the word. I'm going to get the Mad Hatter hat uh, there. with the, But the hat itself is made up of words. It still has the little 10, 10 over 6 uh, card. But the hat itself is made up of the words, uh, we're all mad here. So that's going to be on one side. And the other side, I haven't designed this one yet. I haven't figured out how I want it to look exactly. But it's going to be the phrase from Up. That says adventure is out there in some kind of a geography, globe, something, you know, because I want to travel the world. But then maybe maybe I'll get the goat uh, on top of the globe. There you go.
0: In the goat's mouth can be like three helium balloons that say adventure is out
2: there. Maybe instead of the adventures out there, maybe I'll just get the goat. You know, that would be a fun tattoo. I really think I'm going to do that now. You guys have sold me on it. I I, I, I did not tell you to get these. <laughs> I was just thinking that I was like, that was not
0: my. Idea. <laughs>
2: no, I just like it.
0: So. Well, cool. If you really do get these, I definitely want to see them. That's cool.
2: I will. I'm I'm planning on. I gotta say, I, I got a couple of bills I gotta pay before I can waste money on <laughs> tattoos. But, um, you know.
1: Number three, as I die a little bit. What's a food item you like to eat in the outside world that surprisingly is not sold at Walt Disney World in any form? And if you could bring it to Walt Disney World, where would you add it? Derek, let's hear your answer first.
0: Okay. I really like concretes or blizzards as they go by in Dairy Queen, which I don't know if that's... I think that's the same thing as a concrete, like custard, really thick, and you put whatever mix-ins you want in it. Like, we have Culver's here, and those are really popular. Can you find that anywhere? It's such a simple thing. But I feel like you can't buy those in Walt Disney
1: World. I think you could probably get, like, a milkshake with stuff in it, but it's not the same as it's that. It's
0: not the same. Milkshakes melt so fast, and if it's if it's drunk through a straw instead of a spoon, used by a spoon, used with a, eaten with a spoon, then it's not the same. And I feel like even just at Disney Springs, you could have a pop-up shop, not like a Froyo place where you put in your own toppings. I mean like they make concretes for you behind the counter but there are 30-40 mix-ins that you can choose from and just get a nice cold treat on your way to Build-A-Bear or wherever you're going. I don't, even, I don't even think there is a Build-A-Bear at Disney Springs but you know on your way to the world of Disney get a nice concrete with some Oreo crumbs and some animal crackers.
1: <laughs> animal crackers? Yuck. <laughs> Frosted. Oh. Oh. Well, still, yuck. Animal crackers thing? just taste like like lemons.
0: <laughs> they do, kind of. That's funny.
2: Wait, people put animal crackers in their ice cream?
0: At my local Froyo place, they do have a whole dish of frosted animal crackers. But they also have, like, gummy worms, which all the I kids... I was going to say, ugh.
2: gummy bears and gummy worms is the stupidest thing to put in your ice cream, because... Here's the thing. You would
1: think that it would be really good. Like, ooh, gummy candies and ice cream. Um, I got the harebrained idea to put some Sour Patch Kids and, like, a milkshake one time, like a vanilla milkshake, put some Sour Patch Kids. That sounds terrific, right? Except when they're, like, cold. First of all, they they just rock hard. And secondly, it tastes like Fruity Pebbles. That's just all it tastes like, like, fake fruit flavoring.
0: How did that not occur to you before you tried it? Like, everything you said, I'm like,
1: that's exactly what I would expect. Well, Well, I didn't expect the flavor to change so much. I was like, this tastes like like just fruity pebbles.
2: As you chip your tooth. It wasn't yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said sushi and I think this is maybe available at in Japan, like is that right? Places. <laughs> is it really? I mean relatively.
0: But it's not the special it's not the specialty of any place.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking like a like a I
0: guess so. Kind of a, cheapo,
2: a cheapo sushi place.
0: Okay. With the conveyor belt.
2: Yeah, I don't know. This question was not for me. I couldn't think of a good
0: answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair.
1: Um, kimono at the Swan or Dolphin. I don't remember what kimono's kimono. Mm-hmm. It's a sushi place. It's really good, and it's not terribly pricey. It's still like going to be like seven or eight dollars per roll, but not like Kona prices. No, but I know what you
0: mean. I always hear that the best sushi is at Splitsville. And I'm like, if you have to go to a bowling alley to get your sushi, maybe we need a sushi place in Walt Disney World.
2: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't trust sushi from a, <laughs> from a bowling alley. Well, it's not like your local
1: AMF bowling alley or something. It's a nice place. Um, Tokyo Dining, I don't think any of us have ever eaten there. No. But that, it's like sushi. That's basically it. Yeah, but his word was cheap. Well, that's different. That's a different story. That is not equestrian. Um, I my answer was fondue. I know fondue is like seventies, but I love fondue. I love. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I love like the cheese when they like put the the wine or the liquor in. That's the best stuff ever. I mean, just with a piece of broccoli, it's like, mm, or like bread or just whatever. Um, but I mean like the whole melting pot thing, um, experience that you get there, um beyond just the cheese and the chocolate i really like the the stuff where you um you know you boil the meat and whatever it is mm-hmm. they have an option apparently where you can get oil instead of water and you just basically fry everything which sounds terribly unhealthy but terribly delicious but this could go in a sweden pavilion at epcot or even like norway like juice could become a fondue restaurant even though it's not technically norwegian um I think that's nice retro things are in so why not go back to the 70s for something I do
0: love fondue chocolate for dessert yeah yeah
2: that would be a fun theme you have fondue and then followed by a good wife swapping orgy
0: for the 70s
2: yeah swingers
0: (laughs) Uh Disney is already at work on that I know it that's right number four what's an opening day attraction from any of the four parks that is now closed, but you think could be reimagined for today?
2: I've got, I've got this solved for us because we all know that uh, the Hall of Presidents is currently closed. Um, now, when Barack Obama was elected, it was closed and then it reopened the following July the 4th, welcoming our new POTUS. Uh, Donald Trump has been elected. And uh, we are almost a year in and it's still shut down with no uh, timetable of looking like it's going to be open. But they're again. just waiting. They're just like,
1: please, just so- something happen, like <laughs> impeachment or something.
2: Just- <laughs> well, I, that I think, you know, even when George Bush and Barack Obama, when they were the, the featured speakers, and those kind of things there was always a little bit of that political divisiveness it, the, you know you get the random moron that would boo or whatever um, i think that's only going to be intensified <laughs> oh, it's going to be insane <laughs> so i think disney's just like why why would we want to set ourselves up for for this um that being said let's just scrap the hall of presidents altogether, revamp it and bring back america sings
1: oh wow callback with all the characters from Splash Mountain.
2: Well, that's the thing. You could rework the AAs instead of having the animals do the characters. You can have the former presidents be the characters. <laughs> that's <laughs> great. Because you still got you know you got them laying around now, so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and they're good. I mean, they're good audio yeah. animatronics.
2: Totally. So that's my idea. America sings featuring America's former leaders. And you could probably cut it off at like uh, uh, Nixon or Ford, and that way you don't have to bring in the, the modern presidents and be like, oh, that's why we don't have Trump. We cut it off at since 1976.
0: <laughs> that's about as literal as you can get with America Sings, like the presidents of the United States are actually singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Wow. Get rid of all presidents. I'm shocked at you.
2: Well, it's just—it's not going to happen. But uh, the Hall of Presidents will never be the same for me post 2000.
1: Can can I re-record my comment? Because I think it's important, but I don't want it to sound like I want him to like get assassinated.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought about that.
1: Oh, the impeachment? The impeachment thing. But then I said, or something.
0: Oh, my my thought was, like the opposite, like or the public. Impression of him completely turns around and loves him.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. No. No, I went to, he needs a bullet in his head. That's where I went. That's... So <laughs> I was like, whoa, man.
1: <laughs> is it my turn again? To answer that question, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, mine comes from Epcot and it is the Living Seas. And I think that this, um, whatever they're doing with Future World in the future, Aquariums, aquariums seem to be very popular. You know, everywhere there's an aquarium, it's like an attraction that people like to go to. Um, In Louisville, there was one that people went to in Cincinnati all the time, the Newport Aquarium. And there's places here in Florida where people go all the time to aquariums. I think it's a very popular thing that people would go see. I think I would maybe amp up the views of the fish and go back to the ride system that got you the views the tunnels all around you underneath that big tank or now you only see the little bit of it at the very end that whole ride once took you through all of those aquariums and there were windows everywhere and it was just fish so they could revamp the the show part of it um, make it you know really up to date about the oceans and climate and all this stuff and then have a nice little exhibit at the end with the aquariums they did it well and had like a nice score written to it, like, got a Hollywood composer to write a nice score that, like, stuck, like, you know, Jerry Goldsmith did Sorn, I think that'd be a fabulous attraction. Yeah, I,
0: that is one of the ones I wish I could have seen in its original state. Or, as you say, like, a reimagined state.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, even bring back the hydrolators and that whole, like, the little uh, elevators at Green Gots make me think of the hydrolators, just that they could you know, reimagine and make them modern and very realistic.
0: Yeah, someone posted a picture of the is that down in the gift shop now, I feel like. The Hydrolator.
1: Um I'm not quite sure where when you when you opened up where it went. I'm trying to remember cause someone posted the picture on Twitter
0: earlier this month that was like nineteen eighty two today and it showed the hydrolator and like it was concept art of like a really excited family getting in it. And yeah. then today, I want to say there were, like, t-shirts hung all around it. Oh, no. And then, like, a sign that said, like, cast members only or something. And you you can clearly tell the outline, like, it's still where the hydrolator was. But it's so sad. That is sad. God bless him. Uh, speaking of sad, my attraction only lasted for a year. It was the first casualty at Disney's Animal Kingdom. It was the Discovery River Boats which went you could board over by flights of wonder you can still see the dock down there um now you just kind of sit there and relax i guess but you could board the boats there and it would take it would take you over to close to the entrance like by the gift shops and then back and it was super disappointing cuz people thought it would kind of be like the jungle cruise but there was no narration there really wasn't anything to see super boring and it took forever to load but I think if you added some more boats, like the good thing about it was it took you right up under the tree of life. Like you got some really good views because the water goes right by it. And now with like that bridge that loops around Tiffin's over by Pandora and then the new Harambe, it goes right through there, this the circular body of water. I think it could bring those back and maybe do kind of like what you what they do with Hogwarts Express at Universal where there are scenes you see in the window as if you're looking out. Like they could have some animated Disney characters that are animals, like come on and talk to you. And then when you get close to the Tree of Life, like the screens are actually just the windows, and you can get some really great views of Tree of Life. And then it goes back to like some animated scenes with animals. Maybe they're even teaching you fun facts or something. I don't know. Um, but I think that'd be kind of cool to get from Asia over to whatever that area is called, Discovery something.
2: It could be hosted by Jane Goodall.
0: Okay. All right.
2: (laughs) Hello, she dead? She is not dead. She is alive and well. But
0: I'm picturing, like, Turk, Baloo. (laughs) Or Turk. (laughs) Well, well, she can host it. That's fine. But they pop up and they're like, yeah, Jane. (laughs) I know what you mean, girl. (laughs) 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 And then, tree of life. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay next question Um, What TV show would you like to see Do an episode at Walt Disney World Now we all know TGIF a staple of ABC Television shows is that they all Take a trip at some point To Walt Disney World Full House uh, uh, Boy Meets World Roseanne even modern ABC shows like Modern Family and The Middle have all taken Disney trips. What other shows need to visit?
1: The easy answer. Can they be can they be extinct TV shows? <laughs> this was your question. <laughs> uh, um, mine is Frasier. I think. Uh, uh. I think that'll be so because they, you know, as uppity. And, and whatever is as as the as Fraser and like Niles are, you know, their dad isn't, and you know, they have presumably Niles and Daphne had children at the end and all this stuff. Um, they, they there could be a storyline possible where they would wind up there, or maybe Disneyland since they're on the west coast. Um, I think that'd be great with Frazier and Niles at and add a different perspective, not just the happy, clappy, everything's wonderful, but. Um, you know, two uppity people thrown into a bunch of sweaty tourists. Um, that'd be great. I could see
0: Daphne dragging them there. Like, it's some place she's always wanted to go, you know?
1: Yeah. And they end up really enjoying it by the end, of course.
0: Oh, of course. I mean, how could you not? Uh, I've never seen this show in my life. But I would absolutely watch if Keeping Up with the Kardashians went to Walt Disney World. (laughs) Like, I'm just picturing them complaining about the humidity. You would get inside, look at whatever suite they book, because I'm sure they're going to get the most expensive thing there. Uh, Being confused by the magic bands. You know, (laughs) pointing at, what was the guest? (laughs) Who who did we over here? Jeremy, it was you who overheard someone pointing at one of the Disney characters and had it completely wrong who they thought it was they'd be doing that the whole trip is where i'm going oh uh, well
2: i've had experience of the woman turned around when we were meeting turk and said who is this okay. and i had no idea who it was and then i also had the woman that said pomone and tumba yeah um, <laughs> okay don't okay. remember when the lady called miko a cat was that we were th- the three of us
1: were there animal <laughs> kingdom she's like it's somebody in a cat
2: but my, my all-time favorite was when Geppetto was uh, in the <laughs> afternoon parade and the lady said, it's Albert Einstein. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Anyway, it would just be a whole episode of that and complaining. But like you said, at the end, they would find the magic. It would just be very entertaining to get to watch them get to that point.
2: Yeah, I have two answers for this as well. I'm working overtime today. Uh, My first answer is Will and Grace, which I think would be really fun at Walt Disney World. (laughs) Um, Karen, you know, drinking around the world. Yes. (laughs) It would just be great. And then my other answer is a show. I don't think you two watch the show, but I know there's some fans out there. I'm watching it right now, and it's awesome. And that is shameless. I would like to see the Gallaghers go to Walt Disney World. That would just be very interesting.
1: I just thought of a better answer. Okay. Okay. The Goldbergs <laughs> in the eighties. <80s. gasps>
2: oh yeah.
1: Oh my, they, they could do so many like throwback and not, oh my word.
2: No, cause if they did that, then they'd have to redo one of the attractions in Epcot to fit Adam Goldberg visiting in the eighties. And well, 80s. no, they would just, they would just
1: digitize.
2: <laughs> no, that was a rip on guardians of the galaxy. Yeah, Maybe. no,
0: I was with you oh, like, okay, okay. today. They actually would do that. Yeah. Um, that's funny that you say that because I watched The Americans on FX and all last season that takes place in the 80s during the Cold War. And the parents kept promising the kids that they were going to take them to Epcot. And at one point, like they were looking at a brochure and I was like, please go. Please make that the season <laughs> finale. That would be amazing. But they never did.
1: It was sad. If you could add a new dinner show to one of the Walt Disney World Resort hotels, what would it be and where would it go?
0: Okay, my answer is stupid. But at the same time, I'd probably pay to see it. Okay, so the Boardwalk Resort. They have a ton of restaurants there. Listen, if if Disney gets rid of ESPN, they can get rid of ESPN Zone at Boardwalk and put in this. And I think it'd be kind of cool, actually, to do a dinner show where you watch, like, Boardwalk-style acts. Like a juggler or a knife swallower or like a magician, but like humor is incorporated into it because a dinner show you want to be funny. But you can have some exciting acts where the people doing them are also very funny. I think that'd be a fun way to be entertained during dinner. All know. the stuff
1: that's supposed to be outside, basically.
0: Basically, yeah. And I don't know what they would serve you. Corn dogs. <laughs> With a knife and a fork, like fancy corn dogs, yeah. Yeah.
2: My answer is uh, at the Wilderness Lodge um put in like a SCTV style sketch comedy show that would happen each night during the dinner um may, maybe kind of improv but still have like some designated sketches that they would do and just kind of like that very short um quick kind of humor uh I don't know if you, you guys ever watch SCTV or know what it is
0: mm, I don't No it.
2: it was like it was like Canada's version of Saturday Night Live but it was like very cheaply produced, and it had. It's kind of like where John Candy and um, Rick Moranis, hello Jeff Talley, and um, Martin Short, Dan Aykroyd, Martin Short. They all kind of got their starts doing that because um, it's called Second City TV. But it's so it's based on all those people who kind of were in Chicago, and then but they were Canadians, so they went back to Canada, and uh, yeah, so it was kind of their own little thing. And like I said, it was kind of cheap, but it was. It's very, um, just funny and very irreverent kind of a feel. And I just think you could do a really good job. Maybe have, like, a a, a host throughout the night who's kind of like a Canadian, like, Hey there, what you talking about? You know, kind of a thing that kind of guides you through each sketch. So
0: I love that. And if they're allowed to, like, have fun with the Disney characters, like, that would be a riot. Yeah, that'd be fun.
2: Totally. Yeah, not as extreme as, like, the Bill and Ted show at Universal Hollywood Horror Nights. um, But... Still, you know, a little irreverent and fun. Disney doesn't irreverent. really have, like, a comedy Disney show, or just comedy dinner show.
0: Well, I mean, like Hoop-dee-doo, I think comedy is a huge aspect of it. But I know what you mean, like, there are other elements of it.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking more, this would be more, not so musically based and dance based, but this would be more like, like an improv kind of a feel. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Fun. Um, there'd probably be a lot of logistical problems as to why this would not work but that's not um, my concern and I would like a swing club um, circa 20s and 30s at the Grand Floridian like a resort speakeasy. no not not so seedy it's it's legal oh, oh. so every, everybody's you know and it, you it has to be nice enough and expensive enough um, to where you can require um, not theme park attire, and so people feel you know they want to dress up and go, and um nothing like too Disney showy, but like an actual like the band they have in the in the the lobby, you know just that kind of music playing, a very nice grand ballroom feel to it. You can dance if you want to, you know just kind of that classy tuxedo waiter comes around with your cart full of food and. And all that stuff. I think that'd be really nice. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with the Edison. It sounds like it's going to be really super like hipstery retro, but um, not so in that vein as like to the as if it were in the Hollywood Tower Hotel.
2: Yeah, yeah. And everybody, yeah. everybody has to talk like this. Yeah. That's what they talked in the '30s. Yeah. yeah wow. Um, no, I like the speakeasy idea. I think that'd be fun. Have like a secret knock you got to do, and like what uh, a mercy!
1: It's too much work.
2: That keeps the rubbish out.
0: Uh. I'd do both. One That one kind of sounds like maybe Port Orleans, French Quarter or something. The speaking. Yeah. But I like them both. Yeah, do that. All right. Number seven. About what Disney topic would you love to see a tell-all documentary get made?
2: All right. Two answers for this as well. One is I would love a good non-company produced documentary that explores all the... Ugly sides and the good side. I want, I want uh, blemishes and all of the uh, studio strike back during the what's that? The forties, yeah. And and everything involved with that, as far as uh, I want the, the the strikers' perspective. I want Walt's perspective. I want the communist, uh, you know, allegations explored. I want all to see all that. Um, but again, not from a company perspective. I want it from from every all sides, um, because that's something that. They're not it's not like the company is ashamed of it. They talk about it and it's in documentaries, but it's very much glossed over really quickly. Um, But it it is it had to be something, you know, a lot more there because it nearly drove Walt off the deep end. He ended up taking some time off and all that from it. So
1: completely changed
2: his political perspective. There you go. So it's, it's definitely a formative time in the company's life.
0: Well, I was surprised at how much attention was given to it at the Walt Disney Family Museum. I feel like there was a whole room, and even when you turned the corner, there were even more giant photos of the strike happening and information about why it happened. And, yeah, yeah, it's a good topic.
2: But then the other side of that is I would like a documentary that focuses on 1966 through 1985-ish, I guess you could say, or the early 80s for when the Eisner year started because I really want to know what was happening at the company and who was in charge. And again, I want it blemishes and all. I don't want a a sanitized version uh, in the post-Walt years there, that that decade, decades after where like Card Walker was higher up. You had a lot of stuff going on in the company and a lot of good stuff happening, but you also had a lot of crap as well. Well, between
1: the classic Disney company and, and the yeah. modern Disney company, there's that gap of, like, how did we, you know...
2: And and it, I, we we talked about the Floyd Norman documentary a couple of weeks ago, and, and it touches on this a little bit as well, which kind of made me think about it. And that... um you had the old artists there, the Waltz nine old men in that generation. And then you had the new artists and there was a lot of friction there and a lot of people's egos got in the way. So I think it would be kind of cool to see because the company really kind of was lost at that point, as far as the direction and what are we going to do? And you can see that in some of their decisions, particularly film decisions.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think one on the specifically voice actors, Um, more or less from like the 50s and 60s animated films, the ones that, and, and specifically voice actor interaction with Walt. And this was inspired by a customer we had at our store in Nashville where I worked. It was George Lindsay, and he's now passed away, but he came in very often to our store in Nashville. And not like a huge superstar voice actor for Disney, but he was in like, you know, Robin Hood, Jungle Book, and a few others. Uh, maybe not Jungle Book. I know he was in Robin Hood, Aristocats. Cats. Um, and one time I just asked him, like, so, like, did you ever meet Walt? And he said, it was just funny. He was like, no, that's that's not how it worked. And that it was just was curious. He had lots of fun stories about the studio and working with the bands and or the the, the music um, and interacting with the other voice actors. But that was just a funny a funny thing. Like, no, that's not how it worked. Um, but also some of the stuff from the um Jungle Book, like the 60s, with um, who was the actor for Baloo and Little John? Phil Harris, yeah, him, and specifically the weird junk that went down with uh, Louis Prima, who did you know, King Louis and the family like taking back the rights and they couldn't have his voice in anything, and like how that's been reversed recently because he's featured with his voice and everything at um. That show at Disneyland, right?
2: Yeah, Mickey and the Magical Map. Yeah, for a
1: long time he just like couldn't talk. They couldn't have that stylized voice because of something that the family had, you know, done with Disney. I don't know, but that whole that whole segment from the Jungle Book where they were where they're recording "I Want to Be Like You" is uh, hilarious to me. Him working with um, Phil and then the, um, the little band, like literally doing like a line around the studio as they were playing. Uh, just all the improv, all that stuff is interesting to me. So, I think that'd be interesting. That is a very Matt movie.
2: George yeah. Lopez, George Lopez uh, George Lindsay was uh, in the Aristocats, Robin Hood, and the Rescuers.
0: Oh, looky there! That's pretty cool. Then that you met him. Hmm. Um, so mine stems from just information I've gathered over the last few years from Disneyland goers about Paul Pressler and Cynthia Harris, who were, like, CEOs or presidents or something. Like, they basically ran operations at Disneyland back-to-back. Back. So, Phil Har- or Phil Harris. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, Paul Pressler was, like, 96 to 2001, something like that. And then Cynthia Harris was the few years after that. And there are just so many horrible stories of Disneyland basically falling apart while they were running it. Like, they... Their priority was merchandise so that's when downtown Disney opened um, he was he over um, saw the launch of Disney California Adventure which we've talked about was a hot mess when it first opened just not really in line with what Disney valued and then there there's even a story um, where because maintenance took such like everything kind of took priority over maintenance and since pr- maintenance was overlooked that was when they had a really tragic death on the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad because it was going up one of the lift hills and then it just slid back down and, like, crashed against the brakes or something like that. And it killed a child. And a lot of people blamed the poor maintenance that had been going on for years because of Paul Pressler's concern with other things. And apparently like Cynthia Harris... I mean, I I hate to throw these people under the bus so much because I don't know anything about them, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I would love to see a documentary get made about what really did happen to Disneyland in that seven to eight year period, including Disney California Adventure, including the rocket rides, because he was in charge of um, redoing Tomorrowland in '98, which we've talked about, was crazy. You know, the green chrome bronze Space Mountain, uh, the people mover, the people mover, a beloved attraction going away forever. Uh, just, just little decisions like that that really kind of put a slump throughout the whole park. I want to see that.
2: That would be interesting to see again. Very, you wouldn't be able to do it like company produced, no, no, but. No. Uh, there's lots of little interesting things. And, you know, we are in a, in a time where the documentary is really starting to come back as far as, um, you know, it's almost like the comedy special with opportunities like Netflix and Hulu that a lot of these things are coming straight to the consumer. They don't have to go through a theater, per se. They don't need a lot of money backing to get it, you know, wide no- widely known. You can just put it on Netflix and millions of people see it. And I love it because I love a good documentary. I love a bad documentary. I love documentaries. <laughs> I
0: if it's about something I'm interested in, yeah.
2: I learn about things I don't even I don't even care about, but by the end of it, I care. And I mean, I saw the Cove. I never thought about dolphins in Japan until I saw that, and then I was writing congressmen's so letters.
1: Yeah, it's just yeah. writing.
2: them, calling them up, calling them up, hollering. Okay, is it my turn? <laughs> yes. Um, if you could tour the parks with a living Disney legend. Who would it be, and where would you go?
1: It would be Tony Baxter, and I would take him to Frontierland, obviously, and I would be like, tell me how you thought about this. (laughs) The whole half over there. Um, Big Thunder Mountain and and Splash Mountain. That would be so surreal to have the guy who literally... Invented those attractions, like came up with it, like tell you about them and his thought process, especially Splash Mountain being such an oddity that would never, ever, 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 ever again happen in in Walt Disney Parks. Just pulling up an old property that has no, you know, intrinsic popularity and you came not even watch the movie, you know, <laughs> that's never going to happen again. Disney says, no, you cannot watch this. That's, that would never happen again. So like. What? Why did you think about those characters? Which, there's the stories out there, but hearing him tell it in person and, like, riding the attractions with him would be amazing. Gosh. Mm.
0: Was it Chris Hardwick? No, someone recently posted on Instagram a picture of them riding Splash Mountain with Tony Baxter, and they were flipping out.
2: It was Chris Hardwick. Okay,
0: okay. Yep, there you go. He's living your dream.
2: Or maybe, nope, 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 nope. It was John Stamos. Yes, it was.
0: Because he was at D23. Yeah. That's right. Gotcha. Pretty cool. Uh, So I thought of Tony Baxter, and I thought of a few Imagineers, but I was like, let's be real, I'm a film freak, and I would love to meet Steve Martin. I know it's a very thin Disney tie, but he is a Disney legend. And, I mean, he's a legend. Like, comedy, acting, I love parenthood, I love Father of the Bride, Three amigos, like all those classic Steve Martin films, and I don't know, he could he could go play the banjo for me <laughs> at Port Orleans. And then for we could you. <laughs> for just a private concert. And then we could go ride some attractions. We could go say hey to his friend Rick Moranis over at the Imagination Lab. And Martin Short over at O Canada, like all of his old co stars, you know? But, yeah, seriously would love to meet Steve Martin. I, like, one of my favorite actors. So much respect for him.
2: Really? I did not realize
1: that. Oh, yeah. He's terrific. You know what he's in that's good? And I hate A to lot. say this because I'm... Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride Part 2. Surprisingly, is Prince of Egypt. He's really good. He's one of those... He's one of the magicians out of all the Steve Martin movies, I know no that's why I said surprisingly like one of those things first of all it's non-disney animated movies so the fact that I like it is is, uh, is a miracle uh, um, he's, one the, he's one of the magicians I think Martin short is actually the other one wait
0: he worked at a magic shop in Disneyland and then he played a magician for a non-disney studio
2: wow yes. Listen, Steve Martin one day is going to die, and they are going to list his accolades. And voicing the Prince okay, of Egypt is I not going to.
1: <laughs> I said, surprisingly, that was why it was such an it was such a thing when I said, you know what, I really do like him. and yeah. everybody knows
2: the other stuff, right? I it's true. Not see that coming. Um, I heard he's kind of a jerk in real life, though. I did hear that. No, I, I, I have heard that on several occasions. That not not that he's like it is. Is Steve Martin and Steve Martin and Martin Short do the two
1: magicians, and they're great. And they sing a little song. It's terrific. That's good.
2: No, I just heard that he's very like, and maybe it's just a personality, but he's just not a warm person. Like if you went up, if you just randomly approached him, he would not be open to that.
0: You get you can get kind of can, cantankerous with age. And he's earned it, yeah. so it's all right.
2: I love Martin Short, though. He's so good. Okay, uh, my answer is Betty White, and we would not even go to the parks. We would go to Victoria Lounge, Victoria Falls Lounge, and we would have some drinks, and we would just sit there, and she would tell me everything. Would
1: you change her colostomy bag?
2: How oh, <laughs> dare you. How dare you?
1: That's disgusting.
2: Uh, I don't uh, know
1: that she has one.
2: If I could just spend, this is the thing. Like, I just love that woman so much. Like today, and and my other answer for this is Angela Lansbury for the same reason because I just love them both so much. In fact, today's Angela's, as we record this, uh, her birthday. Happy birthday, Dame Angela. Um, but the, there are just these women that have had more influence on my life than what they realize. Um, at, <laughs> to what they realize do they realize Betty, it at all <laughs> Betty White will never know the uh, the amount of influence she's had on my life Dolly Parton I love her to pieces like literally love her she will never know what she means to me until we get to heaven and I can tell her one day uh, but Betty White if I could just have a few minutes I don't even need all day I just need 20 minutes with Betty White just to sit down and for me to gush and for her to just uh, tell me a few stories about life on the Golden Girls set, I'd be happy. But if we had all day, I'd take all day, too. <laughs> so,
0: Listen, I am not even a Golden Girls fan, but Betty White is a national treasure, and she I is. love that woman. And I feel like five-ish years ago, she was everywhere. You know, she was in The Proposal. She had her own TV show about old people or something. I don't really remember.
2: It was a prank show with old people. The old people were like the prankers.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I feel like she was on every talk show and people wanted her to be the host of whatever show they had on.
2: And I feel well, she like... was in hot, hot for Cleveland or whatever that That's was. That's right. Yeah, hot but I feel like Cleveland. the last. <laughs>
1: hot, hot for <laughs> Cleveland. That's great.
2: <laughs> uh, Isn't it Hot in Cleveland? Yeah, in yeah. Cleveland, yeah. My bad. Uh, well anyway. I think she settled down a bit because, I mean, she's 95 years old now. 95, 96, somewhere in there. So it's true. Love her. She's old.
1: What is something Disney related on which your perspective has drastically changed since you were a kid? Something Disney related.
0: Yeah, my answer for this is kind of stupid. I honestly just was hoping to hear some really cool answers from you guys because we don't talk about this kind of stuff. Really a lot. cool answers. <laughs> so cool. Uh, but I guess just for me, the first thing I thought of was how I view the disney animated films differently when i was a kid i just watched the disney movies you know like there was no difference between dumbo and aladdin you know it's like let's Mm -hmm. just pop in another disney film and now when i think about the disney films i even more than the film itself i think about like the disney company as a whole when that film was being made you know what i mean so i i when i think of like Snow White, it's like, oh wow, that was you know the first one where it was so scary but Walt got it out there and the public really, really was receptive to it and so cool. Whereas back in the day, it's like Snow White could have been made six months before Beauty and the Beast and I, I never would have that's what I would have guessed, you know Yeah, It's just funny how I think of them
2: differently You were a dumb kid <laughs> I sure was <laughs> I sure was We were all there <laughs> No, I think my perspective is um, different in that I used to think of the Disney company as a more cohesive unit. And the more that I kind of get to know the company and see the insides of the company, you realize how it really is a bunch of different companies all strung together in that, you know, the theme parks really don't have anything to do with the animation and the merchandise and and all these different. Con, you know conglomerates and and every now and then they cross hairs but it's just not as cohesive as what I thought it was
0: for better or worse I guess
2: yeah I, I would say it's for worse and maybe back in the day it was a little better because you know I, I'm thinking particularly like how we used to get uh, attractions and parades based on films and the day that they opened you know mm-hmm. so it, clearly at some point there was a little bit more communication than what there is now whereas now it's almost reactionary so yeah. they're so separated that when the film does well it's almost goes into oh crap mode we have to do something in yeah. the theme parks i.e everything frozen related post oh, 2012 <laughs> so yeah
1: those were dark times <laughs> <laughs> Mine um, is very simply World Showcase, and because when I think of things that I did not enjoy when I was little, World Showcase was not what I wanted to go to. But my parents, you know, my mom and my uncle and aunt and stuff, they would always want to go. Let's just go walk around. I was like, that's stupid. There's no rides. It's not, you know, at that time wasn't fun to me. But now, you know, as soon as I was old enough to appreciate, you know, Walt Disney World the way I do now, it just became. Like that's like one of my favorite things. I couldn't do a Disney vacation without two things: the Magic Kingdom and World Showcase. I could do without the rest of it, you know, knowing I could go back sometime soon. Sure. But I could, do, I could do a whole vacation, and and be okay with just those two things.
0: You no, know, that's a great point. I think a lot of people feel that way. I would say I even feel that way between my first time ten years ago and now. Yeah. Uh, but I was just asking a friend, Her, she has young kids, and I was asking her her advice about taking kids to Epcot, and she was like, World Showcase is just so hard, because once they've been on an attraction, that's all they want to do, and World Showcase is not exactly heavy on attractions, so I get that.
1: Right but now, yeah. it's not. That's true.
0: Yep. Alright, the final question is this, and it's not a question, it's a command. Uh, Use any three things or people from the Disney universe to sum up or describe each of your fellow chatters. All right, Jeremy, let's hear it.
2: (laughs) All right, I'm going to go first. Uh, So, Derek, first off, I have chosen that uh, you are like Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh in that Sometimes you get a little uh, anal retentive and (laughs) frustrated when things don't go as organized. However, my second thing to describe you is the flip side of it, because you're not totally rabbit, but you're also like Kermit the Frog, in that a lot of the times, yes, you are the ringleader of this show, and yes, you do get a little like, but you mostly go with the flow. I mean, especially maybe it was in that like most recent um, Muppet Kermit's show. Kermit's
1: a good one. That's good. That's pretty Kermit, awesome. you know, I like Kermit.
2: You know, he, he, he keeps everybody in line, but he's also, he understands who he's dealing with. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like Derek is that way for this <laughs> show. It's like, he really wants it to be like this, but he knows Matt and I well enough to know that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> And there have been times where I have raised both my arms above my head and just shaken them and said, "Ah yeah <laughs> and, and
2: at That's the end rubbish. of the day, even though it may not turn out how he how he might envision it, it turns out well, and he loves us still despite it and then the third thing is um the Disney dining plan because you like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and
0: I like to have everything planned beforehand. So Very true. Um,
2: Matt, uh, for you, I have chosen the first thing is Al from Winnie the Pooh. I knew Al was coming my direction. Um, because you are wise, but you are not aloof like Al. So it's just the, the, the scholarly aspect okay. of, of Al for you. Nice. Uh, my other is uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room because you have a very traditional. Classical innocence about you as well that you that you tend to carry.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh,
2: but then my third one brings balance to both of them, and that is the country bear jamboree, because. You also have a little bit of hokiness to you. Oh, like, yeah, I do, you'll don't you randomly man. tell us you like eating at the Sizzler or something, and I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> it, it comes what? out sometimes. My Gastonia shows every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> so that's the Country Bear Jamboree aspect of you.
0: Wow, those are great answers. And it's funny because the Tiki Room describes him even beyond what you said, just like tiki torches and Polynesia and water fountains. Very
2: true. I didn't even think about that aspect, but yeah. it's true. Jeremy, I'm going to start with you.
1: The first one could be taken as an insult, but I mean it in the most loving way possible. And I think that you'll receive it as praise and not an insult. And that is Blanche uh, from The Golden Girls. <laughs> yes,
2: I, I, I can see that. Yes, not I'm that saucy. you're a
1: slut, but that, that you have that because um, um, Blanche is classy. I mean, she's not like she's classy, um, but a little a tease. A tease, yeah. Not, not that I've experienced that myself, but. <laughs> um, uh... Coming from my profession, this sounds like an insult as well. You're very worldly-wise, like pop culture and things like that. The things that I would just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> so I'm the Dorothy of the group that makes that makes fun of you for doing these things. But, I'll take um, it. Blanche. Secondly, and this is not a personality thing, except maybe the dramaticness, the, d- d- the drama, and that is Ursula. Just because she's like, you talk about her a lot, you have the stuffed animal stuff, whatever she would be called. And (laughs) all of your, like, random Broadway quotes and things that you do on the show at the beginning, it's always like, this is something Ursula would do. (laughs) And lastly, and I know this is another villain, it's just, it comes out of you. I'm the dark
2: side of this podcast, I understand.
1: Yeah, and it's Cruella, because...
2: (laughs) It's because I smoke a lot.
1: (laughs) You're always like, you're always like the children, you know, the children (laughs) in the parks and the children... And I just picture Cruella, I get these children. Matthew, darling. Yeah. I love it. I, I'll yeah, take darling, all three I this. like that. that. That is Jeremy. Two villains and Blanche. That's great. Simply, what is this thing she say? She says, she say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Derek, you're fine, because the first one I put for you is the first one that Jeremy put for you, and that is Rabbit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Derek is a rabbit. You just, you just work in that garden and working work in that garden. <laughs> And, and Matt I, and I just ruin it. <laughs> I, I would picture, yeah, I picture Jeremy as, as Tigger and me as like Pooh, and I'm just, I just come in like, what are you doing? You know, you're like, I'm working, and um, Jeremy just comes and jacks everything up in the middle of it. Um, it's like um, the one story where Pooh comes to visit, and he's like, Rabbit, you know, are you there? And he's like, No. If it's not Rabbit, then who is it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, crap. Pooh's here. i got to feed him. Um, um. Secondly, um, and this is random, and it's going to sound random, but it's just, uh, it's not even that you really like this all that much. It's just maybe it's ingrained in my memory from our first trip to Disney World, and that is uh, Blizzard Beach. Do you really like Blizzard Beach? Yeah, I like it. I don't know why. I, I guess it was just like, I think of me liking Typhoon Lagoon for the scenery and the, the stuff, I feel like you liked Blizzard Beach because of the slides and things. I don't know what it was. That just came to mind. Like, Blizzard Beach, I'm going to go with that. Well,
0: I do I do love summertime and, like, pools and water parks and stuff like that. So.
1: Yeah, but Blizzard Beach specifically. Oh, Maybe okay. it's because you're cold.
0: Yes, I'm always cold.
1: Um, the last one is the Magic Cookie Bar. Because...
0: <laughs>
1: that wow, thing. thank you. That is the highest compliment. That freaking thing sums up everything about you and food at Walt Disney World. <laughs> like, your little list of things you've got to try. It's like, I want to try this uh, cookie thing over here that's a, it's a, a, the size of a quarter. And and I'm going to try it because it's got some kind of cream cheese coating on it that I'm going to split four ways with people. I don't know. That's that's you at the parks, <laughs> these little <Wait>. sneaky snacks. <laughs> You're mixing up lots of stories there. No, because it all <laughs> comes back right to my head to form this. It's always something that when you say it, I'm like, oh, that sounds, you know, decently appetizing. But it's like on your bucket list.
0: Matt, when we went to Kona Cafe, my plan was to go to Wilderness Lodge first and get a Magic Cookie Bar and bring it to you. Because I really think you would like it. It is not at all chewy. Like, it's so soft and just kind of, like, melts in your mouth. And then my flight landed late and I couldn't do that. But one of these days, I'll get you a Magic Cookie Bar.
1: I'll try it. I promise I'll try it.
0: Okay. All right. So, you guys. Matt. The first one is so obvious, but I could not create a list without including it. Pirates of the Caribbean, not only because you love it, but also, like, I think it's a good indication of how you love, like, so many things that are directly tied to Walt, and you love, like, classic Disney. Classic Disney parks, specifically.
2: He also likes redheads and uh, scrounging for booty.
0: It's true. I've always said that. Next on my list is actually two characters, because neither neither one of them accurately perfectly describes you but kind of a combination of them does and the first one is Winnie the Pooh because in a sense you are just kind of like you're just you just want to be people's friend you don't need to get drama over everything you're yep. a little scatterbrained sometimes when like we explain the rules for a game and then when we start the game you say I'm sorry what now what now What what <laughs> word playing what is this but you're not, like, completely clueless like Winnie the Pooh sometimes is. So I also said a little bit of Scrooge McDuck because yes. you're classy and when, you know, people who are close to you, you have a lot of compassion for and you care for them, like nephews, for instance.
2: But but you also don't take crap like Scrooge, you know. <laughs> That's right. Scrooge is yeah. like, shut up. <laughs> exactly.
0: So I felt like that was kind of a good balance, like Winnie the Scrooge McDuck yeah and finally uh another parks reference the yacht club resort (laughs) i feel like (laughs) it should be your home like you will design a home one day to look exactly like the yacht club resort like like it's classy i'm picturing you smoking a cigar in the lobby in your smoke jacket (laughs) smoker's jacket yeah, smoke as Matt jacket. does. Yeah, <laughs> with like nautical themed things everywhere and a steakhouse next door. Yes, you know, sorry, you
2: confused Matt for Hugh Hefner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, minus the debauchery, <laughs> just well. like a classy old soul is what I'm. thinking. Oh, yeah, classy old soul. That's all I ever want to be. That was the original name for that resort before they landed on Yacht Club. Yeah, yeah, I know. That. I read that. Okay, Jeremy, you're going to hate this so much, (laughs) but the first thing I thought of was High School Musical. (laughs) yeah, Because, like, your life is a musical, you just break into songs. That is true. Sometimes in a a sort sort of cheesy, corny way, like High School Musical, but in a way where nobody, like, is like, uh, but it's like an approved, cheesy way. You know what I mean? That people are like, ah... And that's how I feel about high school musical and that's how I feel about you. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, the a character that came to mind is a little sassy. Is a good friend. Also doesn't take crap, like he he knows what's up. And most importantly is voiced by Nathan Lane. Oh, (laughs) yeah. And that's Timon. I feel like you have a lot of Timon ish qualities. Or maybe Timon has a lot of Jeremy qualities. Yes. And finally, it's the fireworks show, may it rest in peace, wishes. Because you are an optimist, as we've said many times on this show. The lines about um, wishes, dream a dream, all your dreams will come true. That's so you. Uh, just fireworks at Disney in general, and, like, go be yourself, go live your dream. Like, that's you, <laughs> and very, very true. magical, like, wants everything to be magical, and that's what I think of. So. I'll, I'll
2: tell you, I think that describes me very well. I think both of you nailed it on the head there. You you got both sides of my coin.
0: Good, yeah. good. Cruella de and High School Musical, they have so much in common. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, but I do, I think I think it goes to show it shows that i mean it's everybody no one is one way all the time right right there are certainly different you know i'm an optimistic person but i certainly have realistic moments and uh you know so that shines through on the other side just to catch me on the, on the time but blend it all together i am i am corella ursula blanche fireworks <laughs>
0: <laughs> that works oh so true and on that note i think i'm gonna wrap things up listeners thanks for tuning in to another mad q party hey if you have some fun answers to those questions or if you have questions for our next mad q party send them our way that would be great you can find us on twitter and instagram at mad chatters on facebook and you can send your emails to comments at madchatters
2: see you next week take a little time to find the magic in every day bye bye now
0: You guys are doing really well. I I thought I picked like obscure lines as opposed to like, and now you've just entered. <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever I whatever the line understand. is for, <laughs>
1: from the Twilight Zone. I can't even
0: think of what he says before that.
1: Uh, all your made-up lines are terrible. That's what's helping. Much too yeah. runny.
0: <laughs> At least I did all four that were like. You're right,
1: blank. You said that. You said that line, and all three of us were like, "Nope." <laughs> it needs a tablespoon of confectioner sugar.
0: <laughs> I hate you. I spent a long time on this day. It's a good game. No, I'm not saying it's not a good game. <laughs> and the answers were the hardest part because I'm like, "What's going to convince
1: you?" You're them? the one practically saying that we're idiots.
0: <laughs> Where'd you get that?
1: I didn't think y'all are going to get any of these.
0: Oh, before multiple choice is what I meant.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's true. It's one of those... um, I think about Winnie the Pooh in the honey tree when he got stuck in in the the front, the back door, rabbit's hole. None of that sounds right. (laughs) Because I was was about to liken myself to Pooh, but... um, I'm just going to not say any of that.